Welcome, everyone, to the Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tyler Crawley. And no, I did not have a funny or perfectly timed clip to play at the beginning of the show because I was trying to find a clip of Yogi Berra saying it's deja vu all over again, but I couldn't find it. I don't know. Did he ever say it on record? I mean, I know it's attributed to him, and I think it was one of the names of his books or something. I mean, he definitely said it. I just didn't know if there was like an audio recording. I couldn't find one. I spent maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> so it could be in some deep archive somewhere that I just was unwilling to look. But I couldn't find it. I wanted to play it. And the reason I wanted to play it is because it feels like it's deja vu all over again. Because it's another month. Another month of record home price growth. This according to the redheaded stepchild of... Home price reports. This is the CoreLogic Home Price Insight Report, and it found that year over year home price nationwide increased 20.9%. That's year over year in April of 2022, and that tied the record rate that we saw in March. So, two months in a row, record growth. Like I said, deja vu all over again. Uh, home prices were up <laughs> just 2.6%. From March, and I say just because in March, they were up 3.3% from February. <laughs> so just only only almost 3% growth month over month. That's no big deal at all. Uh, but we are going to talk about this here in a second. But you have to wonder if maybe that's a sign of some slowing and what happened in May with inventory. So we're going to get to it. Um, from the report, Florida took the top spot once again, not surprisingly to see Florida at the top with slightly higher growth in April at 32.4%. I believe in March it was, I think just under 32%. So a little bit of growth there in the Sunshine State, followed by Arizona up 28.1% year over year and Tennessee up 27.2% year over year and which area metro area i should say do you think took the top spot of course it was phoenix (laughs) now which is the report there's one report where phoenix lost the top spot and was i can't remember that was was that rents might have been rents not entirely sure but in one report phoenix fell it was almost three years in a row that phoenix was number one and they finally fell but not in the core logic report Still number one with year-over-year growth of 29.7%, followed by Las Vegas up just over 27%, and San Diego was up 26%. Now, as I mentioned, you do have to wonder, now that we've seen two months of record growth, and the fact that this month didn't really grow from the prior month, there's a lot of factors at play that could mean that May, we start to see a slowdown. So Patrick Dodd, president and CEO for CoreLogic said higher rates are finally starting to be felt with regards to home prices, saying, quote, buyers who closed on their home in April had locked in their mortgage rate in February or March when rates were much lower 
than they are today. 30-year fixed mortgage rates are much higher now, and we expect to see waning buyer activity because of eroding affordability. As a consequence, our forecasts project slowing price growth over the next coming year. Their projection was 5.6% year-over-year growth, and I will point out that they've been sort of predicting that for at least a year, maybe a year and a half. (laughs) But I do think now we may be getting close to that prediction actually being accurate. Because if you remember what happened in May, at the about mid-May, late May, definitely late May, we saw an uptick in inventory. Now, why would that happen? It's because some home buyers or wannabe home buyers were getting priced out of the market. So that's when you really saw the impact of rates rising. It was finally hitting home buyers and they decided to step away, or it could be people who were saying, "Uh uh-oh, we may be close to the top, now I'm gonna put my house on the market. But either way, it highlighted that there was a change that happened in the housing market. And that's why I think, you never wanna go on the record on this stuff, (laughs) even though technically this will be a record. It is being recorded after all. I do think that we could see, May could finally be that moment where we start to see a slowdown. So we got 20.9% in March, 20.9% in April. Will May be that month where we maybe see it drop to, I mean, anything, 20.8% would be considered a slowdown. So it'll be interesting to see if that happens. I think it is. I'm on, I'll go on record. It's dangerous to do that. I think we could see, and I've been saying that, right? It looked like we were going to be seeing early summer. To, I think I said early to midsummer. I gave myself a little leeway there. But so I think May could be the time that we we start to see slowing. Not a drop, just slowing. That's all. That's that is how low our bar is. That's where our, we're just looking for slowing. We're not even looking for a drop in prices. That will be coming. When I have no idea. I'm not even gonna try and say when we could see a drop in prices. Now, speaking of things that are on the up and up, we also got the consumer credit report on Tuesday from the Federal Reserve and consumer credit increased in the month of April. Total consumer credit rose 10.1%, about 38.1 billion to a record 4.57 trillion in April. Now, this was slightly above economists' expectations of $35 billion. So just a little bit above that. They were projecting it to increase, but it did increase a little bit more. And that 10.1% increase was actually lower than the revised 12.7% gain the prior month. But here's the real important metric, in my opinion, because we all know prices are skyrocketing. Anyone that's bought anything knows that. And yet, as we have talked about here on the podcast, wages have risen, but not as much as prices. And yet consumer spending, which remember is not adjusted for inflation, has somehow found a way to at least maintain a standard of living. And so it's it's been maybe a little bit of a drop, but not that much. Consumer spending continues to increase month over month, year over year. And like I said, when you adjust it for inflation, it's pretty much about where you would expect. 
And so the fact that wages aren't rising, what you want to look at is are people having to use credit to maintain their standard of living? And where do you look? Revolving credit. Revolving credit was up double digits in April, but it was actually a slower pace than the previous month. Revolving credit was up 19.6% in April to a record 1.1 trillion, but that was down from the 29% gain that we saw in the prior month. So clearly consumers are starting to tap credit cards. Now, non-revolving credit, which is you know, student loans, uh, car loans, things like that, that was actually up 7.1% to a record 3.5 trillion. And that was actually down from the 7.6% gain that we saw the previous month. And so it's important to keep an eye on this consumer credit report because everyone's making a big deal about that, you know, 1.1 trillion with regards to revolving credit, but we were close to that in 2019. And then the pandemic hit, we saw this huge amount of money flow into the system. A lot of people's savings account balloon. They use some of that money to pay off their credit cards, their revolving debt that then dropped the rates. So we're pretty much back to where we were at the end of 2019, looking at like a little bit above, but that's sort of where we are. So it's not as catastrophic as some would have you think, but it is something to keep an eye on because yes, inflation has shown some easing, like a little bit, but we're still looking at over 8% and wages are just not keeping up. And so if people want to maintain, they got two choices, savings and credit. And we know the savings rates have fallen. And so are people going to rush to credit cards to maintain this standard? And then at some point you got a problem because you know, you're, you're borrowing money and then you got to repay that money and you're hoping for this big wage increase. And if it doesn't happen, you got a problem. So it's important to keep an eye on. I don't, I don't think it's, it's dangerous yet, but we are going to keep an eye on it because if you continue to see elevated levels of spending without the wage growth, where's that money coming from? And if it's all of a sudden coming from credit cards and we see credit skyrocket, <laughs> batting down the hatches, I guess would be, would be the argument. And then to end the podcast, we'll just, everything going up, right? We got, we got home prices going up. We got credit going up. So let's talk about mortgage rates. So Holden Lewis, who has been writing about the housing industry and focusing on the mortgage markets for, I think, almost 20 years, writes over at Nerd Wallet, And every month he does a uh, sort of forecast on what's going to be happening with rates. And he says in his latest piece at the beginning of June, I predict that the average rate on a 30-year mortgage will be higher in the last week of June than in the last week of May. So he's saying overall for the month, you're going to see higher rates. Now, it's funny. He does add a caveat. I'm not brimming with confidence in this forecast. <laughs> so he's kind of like me earlier. I was making my predictions. I'm like, ah, maybe that might happen. We'll see what happens here. Uh, but he says mortgage rates were relatively tranquil from autumn 2020 to the middle of December 2021. Now, government intervention was responsible for this era of steady mortgage rates. The Federal Reserve accomplished it by buying billions of dollars worth of mortgage-backed securities every single month and they now have announced 
that they are going to not only stop purchasing these assets, but they're going to be selling them back onto the market. This was an announcement made in January. The Fed announced it would slam the brakes on mortgages even harder. And then in March said they would no longer increase its mortgage holdings. Now, the the Fed plans to reduce the amount of mortgage-backed securities it owns by up to $17.5 billion a month, and that number could increase to $35 billion a month after that. Now, Holden points out that the Fed is shedding mortgages. It's responsible, or reasonable, excuse me, to expect rates to trend upward and to have bigger up and down swing days day-to-day and week-to-week. The time-honored advice is to lock on the dips, to lock on a day when the rates fall on the theory that it will soon rise again. Your loan officer may offer guidance, but keep in mind that day-to-day rate movements are unpredictable. So Holden Lewis is pretty much like, I think rates are going to go up, but I don't really know. And we're going to have some big swings. And so no one really knows. (laughs) That's sort of his advice for everyone. And yeah, I mean, it is true. It's, it's, you just, you're seeing rates just kind of all over the place. And so, um, if he's not wrong, (laughs) it's just his prediction is no prediction, which is probably a smart one in this current environment. All right. We're going to make it a short show today. Wanted to give you a heads up on what is happening later today in just a little while, 7 a.m. Mortgage demand, mortgage bankers association with these volatile rates. We've been seeing, was it a couple weeks in a row of uh, mortgage demand falling? I would not expect anything different this week, but we will know in a few hours and we'll be talking about it on tomorrow's podcast. And that's, I think, really it. Um, Don't forget, we got a big week coming up. Friday is the CPI report. We were talking about inflation. We're talking about retail spending. Uh, Obviously, prices are a very important issue for everyone involved in politics and economics in just our day-to-day lives. And so we got a big week, a lot to look forward to on Friday. But you guys, enjoy your Wednesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.